Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give you my hand clap in here this morning. Hallelujah. Raise your hands in this place as high as you can get them. If you're not ashamed of your Jesus, he pulled you up out of a miry clay. You was in a pitiful situation. All your friends left you. Nobody wanted to be around you. Everybody in your life thought you was a loser. Come on, somebody. You was, most, you was voted most likely not to ever succeed. Now look at you. Come on. Now look at you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With your hands raised up, let's do that fire and wind again. With your hands raised up and your eyes closed. You know this song by heart, most of you. Hallelujah. Anna's going to start this out and she's going to stop and I'm going to hold the microphone. I want heaven to hear you sing. Do it again, Pastor Anna. feel the moving of the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. 
I'm always moving. I've never stopped. Move with me. My children, move with me. I am preparing a way. I am showing the world who I am. I am using you. You become my vessel. I have created you. I have moved upon you. I have stopped the enemy at times for your favor. Yes, I am moving. Move with me. Move with me. My fire will fill this earth. My glory will fill this earth. I am a consuming fire and I am moving. I am moving. Yes, they are coming. They are being drawn. They are being drawn by my spirit. Move with me, church. Move with me. Hallelujah. 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 Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if this is your first time, it'll be okay. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Y'all may be seated. All you kids, you are dismissed to the king's kids all I ask is that one of y'all save me a king size Reese's y'all went through 80 of them that's what's wrong with your kids Mike they're on a sugar high <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're a first-time visitor, would you just stand up so we can see you? Woo! Amen. Come on, give them a hand clap all over this place. Praise God. Amen. Ain't that amazing? Praise God. Ain't you so glad that God's doing it again? Amen. This, this burlap's going to trip me. Amen. I just know it is. I'm going to move this one right here, and we'll leave the rest. Might have some toe sack races in a little bit. Thanks, Chad. Amen. I I have uh, I've missed life changers. Man, I uh, man, we had some uh, good times down in Oklahoma. Uh, we played some softball, and my team was so good that the rest of the team. Got jealous of me. They pushed me down to see my scars. People thought you get them in the bars. No, you get that at church. Amen. <laughs> oh, thanks, Anna. Well, praise God, I tried. <laughs> we had some good services uh, down in Oklahoma. Man, I, I got to watch Lane uh, minister the word of God in here. I'm telling you what, I'm so proud. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, and just absolutely, uh, and the church, I mean, you guys, and, and just seeing everybody here and seeing the house full and seeing y'all supporting Life Changers Church all the way around, supporting uh, one another and being here. Lane did a fantastic job. And... Uh, uh, I am going to preach more than 14 minutes, so I just want you to know that. He did a, he did a great job. Amen. But the, 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 just a little bit that he brought out in that little bit, and, and it, it just said so much volume. Amen. 
I mean, it was absolutely powerful, and I'm just so excited, amen, to be a part of a church like this, a church that's growing, a church that is full of the Spirit of God, amen. I like to tell people all the time, we are a dynamic, spirit-filled, amen, Life Changers Church right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. Praise God. We're going to take up tithing offering this morning, so uh, uh, we're going to get our usher to come. <clears throat> Amen. We're going to pray over this. We want to thank you for your giving. Amen. Thank you as you begin to give to the Lord. We know that God's going to do uh, amazing things. Praise God. He's going to do it through through your covenant walk. How many knows that your your tithe that's your covenant? Amen. Tithe means tenth. Praise God. And so and so uh, my understanding is ten means completion. And so if you can count to ten, you can count to a hundred. Amen. If you can get to 10, you can complete that 10, everything else falls into that. God says, I'm going to be your whole. Amen. You come in with the 10th, and he said, I'm going to take care of everything else. Matter of fact, he said, when you become that, 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 that covenant partner, he said he would rebuke the devourer for your sake. Amen. So anytime the enemy would try to come in and steal, Praise God. Guess what? All you have to do is just say, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm in covenant with him. Amen. Praise God. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you, Lord, as we begin to come and, Lord, we begin to participate, not only just praising you through songs, but, Heavenly Father, Lord, now we're going to worship you through our giving. And we ask you, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would bless the hands and the feet this morning as they begin to give to you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You may come at this time and give. <laughs> Praise God. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want you to, if you would, turn with me to the book of Acts. Starting a new series this morning, it's called Come Alive. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, come alive. Come alive. Praise God. This morning's message uh, on this series, I, I have entitled it, The Unshakable Shaker. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you become unshakable you will shake everything around you praise God I'm so excited because because I know if there's one thing that I do know I do know that God has the power amen he has the ultimate power I mean I, I, I completely understand that there's there is nothing in me that does not believe that God doesn't have the power but what the enemy wants you to believe is that you do not have the power that God has. But I want to tell you right now that Jesus Christ came to give you the same power that heaven has. Amen. And so we got to operate in that. We got to walk in that. And there are going to be times, listen to me, there's going to be times when you're going to have to operate when you don't feel like it. There's going to be times when you're going to have to believe when it does not look like that it's even going to be possible. 
There are going to be times when you're going to have to worship when you do not feel like worshiping. All you want to do is sulk in your problems. All you want to do is blame everybody else because you're in this situation. You want to blame your boss. You want to blame your wife. You want to blame your kids. You want to blame your husband. Praise God. You even want to blame your, your, your church and your pastor. Shame on you for blaming your pastor. Now all the rest of it you have to deal with, but I'm going to shame you for that. And it's, it's times in our life when we understand we have got a word from God. Listen to me. We, there are times when we understand we have got a word from God. And we stand on those moments and we don't move. We don't move because, because we know that God said. And the thing about it is, is a lot of times we are looking for everybody else's voice instead of God's voice. We're looking for what our friends say. We're looking for, for, for what Dr. Phil says. <laughs> Dr. Phil's almost gone, y'all. I mean, he's just... Listen. We're trying to find a position in our lives. Trying to figure out who we really are. But when you find out who you are on your knees and in prayer... There's something about that. When you get up, you begin, you become that fighter. Don't think, listen, listen, this is real amusing, you know, when I think about this. We get saved and we think, well, you know, everything's all right. <laughs> I mean, I give my life to the Lord. Praise God. And over in Ephesians, the Bible says Ephesians tells us that God gives us an armor. Now, why would you put an armor on if you're not going to fight? Why would you even have an armor if you're not going to go into battle? And the thing about it is, is we miss that part in our lives. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, you begin to move. Lord, you heal from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Father, right now, let the healing power begin to in the name of Jesus. And a lot of times what we do is we come to church, we give our lives to God and we're looking for the church to complete every part of our lives and we're not growing and we're not becoming stronger. And I want to say this uh, as we get into this series. Because, because when we come alive in God, the enemy is going to do everything he can do to kill every part of your life that God spoke to you. God has an assignment. Listen, the enemy has an assignment. Let me say it like this. The enemy has an assignment against you, but God has an assignment against the enemy's assignment for you. Everything that the enemy wanted to do in your life, God has stood up and he has already completed it and he has made it and he has spoken into our lives and I, I, I can tell you right now, if there's one thing that I do believe, that there is a revival remnant. There is people that is hanging on. They've been praying for revival. They've been fasting for revival. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm not talking about just a few days. I'm talking about a perpetual revival that begins to move through cities, that, that begins to 
uh, to heal people's lives. I'm talking about a perpetual revival that, 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 that follows up in the power of love. Not a revival that just makes a statement. Hey, I'm Pentecostal and this is where I am. It's a revival that's going to reach all nations. It's a revival that's going to reach all denominations. It's a revival that's going to bring people in that they're going to see God. It's not about the Baptist, the Methodist, the Pentecostal. It's not about the Church of Christ. It's about him. It's about Jesus Christ. And there is a remnant of revivalists who has hung on and hung on and hung on. And everything that could shake them is trying to shake them. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you have to be the unshakable shaker. Let's start in Acts chapter 20. Verse number 18. Acts chapter 20, verse number 18. When you get it, just go ahead and stand to your feet for the reading of the word. Acts chapter 20, verse number 18. We're talking about the Apostle Paul. He is heading out for his last assignment. How many knows? that God is moving upon our lives. And even when it feels like that we haven't done anything, we know that what God has spoken into our lives, we really have. Amen. The enemy wants to make us look small. He wants to make us feel like that nobody else, nobody else believes. And here's the thing about this. If nobody else does believe, as long as God spoke to me, I'm going to stand with him. Acts chapter 20, verse number 18. Are y'all there? Yes. And when they were come, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came unto Asia, after what manner I have been with you all seasons. Just underline that word seasons if you have uh, your Bible there with a pen or pencil. Just underline that word seasons. I'm gonna come back to that. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. And with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in the weight of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly from house to house. It's the Apostle Paul uh, speaking here. He says, testifying both to Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, verse number 22. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. I love this part right here. But none of these things move me. Neither I count my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. 
Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you, Lord, your, your word, uh, it begins to move in this place. Uh, Heavenly Father, when they walk out of here today, that they have heard uh, directly from you, uh, that you begin to move, God, you begin to move hearts, uh, you begin to move minds. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, you rebuke devils, uh, you stop evil spirits. Uh, Father, you make a way in this place. Uh, let this assignment, Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, on this day, uh, let it go forth, God, uh, and let us move uh, to begin to build the kingdom of God. God, uh, which you are putting on inside of us. Uh, in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated. Now, the Apostle Paul is getting ready to take a trip. I'm just going to put it in Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri language. Is that all right? He's getting ready to make a trip. And as he goes to some of the men that have spoken into his lives that he feels confident of, he begins to tell them where he's going. And they come up and they tell him, and, and they're right, and they're praying, and they're, and they're seeing everything that God is showing them, and they tell the apostle Paul, you cannot go to Jerusalem because if you go, they are waiting on you, and they're going to kill you. They're going to take away your life. They're going to put you in prison. Everything you've been preaching, they are waiting for this time because as all the Jews come, they know that you're going to be there and they're, they're, they're hiding and they're waiting and they're waiting on you to show up and they're going to try to catch you off guard. Now they're telling him the truth. And God has already spoken to him and said, I want you to go into Jerusalem. You got to understand at this time, when you go back into Jewish history at this time, when they're getting ready to go into Jerusalem, the men of that day would take and shave their head. They would completely shave their head and they would go into sackcloth and ashes and they would get ready and prepare as they would go into Jerusalem at this time. And all the men around, and when you seen a Jewish man, uh, man and you seen him with his head shaved, you knew he was preparing himself to go into Jerusalem as they began to come from all over to serve God and, and, and to give sacrifices and all of these things. So he began to prepare himself. And all the other men prepared themselves. Isn't it funny how sometimes when God begins to move and we start preparing ourselves, sometimes the other people don't know, but the enemy's watching us. And he knows when we're starting to prepare ourselves. He starts attacking us at the moment in our life when we start getting our spirits right. He starts moving on our finances. How many knows? He starts moving on relationships. He starts bringing up stuff that don't even matter that should have been buried 10 years ago. I think a country singer sung a song a long time ago called Digging Up Bones. I'm digging a bone. Ooh, I sounded pretty good, man. Chad, you did a good job on that. And we like to dig up stuff that happened 10 years ago. And all he's doing is getting our focus off of what God told us and getting it behind us. You can't do nothing back here. Everything back here has already been taken care of. Thank God that yesterday's gone and I'm living for today. We can do a lot of things, church people. We can do a lot of things. We can get a lot of stuff back. I mean, we've lost a lot of stuff. How many's lost a lot of stuff? I mean, we've lost a lot of stuff, and we get a lot of stuff back. I mean, we can lose a car, we can get it back. We can lose a house, we can get it back. We can lose a wife, we can get it back. We can lose a job, and we can find another one. We can get it back. But there's one thing that you do not have the power to get back, and that is time. Amen. 
You can't get back time. But I can tell you right now that I read in the Bible where there was a time when God caused time to stand still so that the man of God could win the battle. And I believe as God calls time to stand still, everybody looked around and said the sun stood still and they defeated the Bible. But God was looking way ahead of time because he knew, he knew that there would come a time, sister, where you would need time back. And when nobody else could give you, God would take what he stopped. God. God would take what he stopped years ago and pull a little piece of it out and give it back to you into your lives and tell you, it don't matter if you think you can't get it back. I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to restore everything that the canker worm and the palmer worm destroyed in your life. I'm, going, I'm about to run all over this place. I'm going to give you back what nobody else can give you. I'm going to bring into your life when nobody else can restore the things behind you. God said, not only am I going to restore them, but I'm going to give them back. The Apostle Paul had this, had this assignment. Now, now, you have to understand when you see the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul was after Christ was crucified and resurrected. But still yet, God found a man and he put more revelation of Jesus inside the Apostle Paul than anybody else. Amen. On his road to Damascus. Ooh, that road to Damascus, that's a rough road. That's a rough road. That road to Damascus is a rough road, but that's the road that Jesus chooses to find you on. Amen. Yes. He finds you in the roughest places of your life. He found him on the road to Damascus on his way to kill and destroy all those who preached Jesus and believed in Jesus. And the Bible said that God spoke to him that day. He fell off of his donkey. That's another message in itself. Some of you need to get off your stubborn donkey, praise God, and just hear God. He fell off his donkey, and the Bible said he heard an autumn voice, and, and Jesus began to speak to him. Not an angel, come on somebody, not a preacher on the radio, not an app on your phone, not a praise and worship leader, but God himself looked down and spoke to him on that broken road in Damascus, fallen off his donkey, and he said, what do you have me to do? Amen. Blinded for three days, he said, I want you to go to a street called Street. I'm going to speak to a man by the name of Ananias. Thank God, thank God for the Ananiases. Now, you never read not another time. He didn't write a book. He didn't get on TBN. He didn't say, hey, I'm the one that saved the Apostle Paul, praise God. Yeah, I'm the one. Yeah, he come to me. God spoke to me, and, and I'm going to write a book about it, and I'm going to tell everybody, and I'm going to give thanks. You never hear another word. He just listened to God. God spoke to him and said, hey, Saul of Tarsus is blind and I want you to go over and lay your hands on him and speak to him because I'm going to save him. And this is what he said. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show him great things that he must suffer for my name's sake. So I want you to go over and lay your hands on him. And Adonai says, hang on. Hang on. Now, Lord, I know Trip." I know him. I ain't going over there. He got nine millimeter. He'll have a pop a cap in me. He's crazy. 
He's a dope smoker. Dope smoker. Not anymore, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking about your past. He's mean. Yeah, somebody said they saw him down there at Life Changers Church. That don't mean nothing. I ain't going over there. God began to spoke, and Ananias listened. Listen, Ananias listens, and he acts upon what God says, and he does it anyway. Listen to me. I need to, I'm talking to somebody. You got to become the unshakable shaker. Then no matter what God tells you, you can't let it shake you to the ground. And no matter what the enemy's speaking to you, you've got to shake it off and not let him pull you backwards. It's this revival that, 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 that we have talked about all of my life, and I've been in some great revivals. I, I've been in two-week revivals. I, I've been in three-week revivals. I, I've got on airplanes and flew to California. I flew into the Netherlands. I, I flew all over the place, and I preached. I, I preached to many people, and I preached many revivals, and I've seen people saved. I've seen people healed. I've seen diseases fall off. I've seen cancer be gone and never come back. I've seen blind eyes open up. I've seen a broke leg that was in a cast up to here and God healed it one night. I've seen arms come back together. I have seen things begin to happen. But I'm telling you right now, there was something that is waiting in the church. There was something and there was a power stirring inside the body of Christ that no matter what we think we've seen, God is about to shake everything that can be shaken and lives are going to be renewed with the power and the glory of God. We're going to see things. And it's not just going to be in church. We're going to pick them up on our bus. And we're going to drive on the way to church. One of them is going to say, I need prayer. And we're going to take a pit stop. And we're going to pray for them. And God's going to heal them right there before we ever get there. We're going to go to Walmart. And we're going to get our groceries in our baskets. And we're going to grab because there ain't no food on the shelves. Come on. <laughs> Don't you know that's just uh, that's just something for the enemy to keep you from staying in God's will? I, I mean, you get your groceries, go to Walmart. I, I can't never find nothing in here. There ain't nothing moving. I, there's a pandemic going on. I, praise God. I, there ain't no food on those shelves. I, and you didn't walk into Walmart I, so that the devil could get you off track. I, you walked into Walmart I, because of hurting I, and the broken I, and the despair are coming in that place. I, and you got to be unshakable in everything that you do. I, you got to walk into that place I, and know Ah, that God has put you on an assignment. Just absolutely. Nothing makes me more matter than anything when I try to come home. And my road's all messed up and I can't get through. <laughs> We've got to have four-wheel drive just to get across the road. I'll tell that story later. My wife's looking at me. <laughs> don't you know that everything in your life matters when you woke up this morning you woke up for a purpose I'm, 
I'm telling you right now, the devil has lied to you. You are on purpose. You got to live on purpose. Every day has got to be on purpose. There is not an accident. There is not a coincidence. It just doesn't happen. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's his omega. And he's the beginning and the end. And he causes things and he ends things. <laughs> and every day we get distracted the apostle Paul sitting in that place that day for three days why three days I believe that everything in me that God is showing the apostle Paul of he is going into the death of the grave for three days he wanted to put a revelation inside of him for Paul to see nothing so he could come alive. Sometimes, praise God, people call me on the phone. Praise God, now y'all don't hold this against me. Everybody say, I love the preacher. Come on, say, I love the preacher. Say it one more time, I love the preacher. <laughs> Sometimes people call me on the phone and they start telling me all this bad stuff going on and I'm just saying, okay, okay, okay. And my spirit is telling me God's saying, God is saying, just keep saying okay. Don't buy into it. Don't feel sorry for him. Come on, don't pat him on the back. Just keep saying okay. Because I believe that there are times that God begins to move upon us because he takes trials and he takes situations. I just say, okay, I'm gonna pray for you. Or I message, oh man, I'm gonna pray for you. Sometimes I wanna Say, man, I feel so bad. And God said, you erase that. You don't feel bad. You don't come. You, you, you erase that. You tell them you're praying for them. I'm, I'm telling you right now, every place in your life, there is a purpose for it. The apostle Paul was blinded for three days. And, and, and Ananias shows up on an assignment. He knocks on the door and he says, hey, Saul, I showed up because God showed me in a vision that you, you've been blinded. And the Bible said he opens up the door. He lays hands on him. At that moment the Bible said the scales fell off his eyes and Holy Ghost and fire that came into the upper room of Acts it fell in that place praise God it moved upon him and he began to speak in tongues and prophesy Woo. my goodness he went from dealing dope to preaching hope just like that he went from a dope dealer to a hope dealer in just a matter of seconds because somebody by the name of Ananias listen to God listen listen to me Ananias you ain't got a lot of fame you ain't got a lot of glory Nobody knows that you're even doing anything at the life changers. Well, I go down there at life changers and pastor don't even know I'm there. Come on, Ananias. You ain't, you ain't in life changers so everybody can see you. Come on, Ananias. There is a reason. There is a reason, Ananias, that God has raised you up. Ananias, there is a reason why you went to church when you didn't want to. Ananias, there is a reason why God put you in that place. Somebody, I need an Ananias to hear me this morning. God is after your heart. God is moving you. God is promoting you. And even though the six o'clock news, I never know it. Your name will never be in newspaper. Facebook won't even make you famous. All hell knows your name because you listen to what God said and you stepped up and you buy. Yeah. 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 
and you broke the barrier. Y'all keep messing me, I'll preach. And in ice field with the Holy Ghost, he goes to Peter. Peter says, whoa, hang on, boys. Hang on, boys. Uh-uh. Even Peter was shaky. Because Peter was running from the same Saul. Now, they knew who Saul was. Because Saul's daddy sat on the Sanhedrin. And he ordered, he put, put the orders in. Saul was making his headway because he was climbing up the corporal ladder so that he could be like his daddy. He says, hey, hang on. I was on my way to Damascus. Oh, and I heard from God. And this same Jesus that you have, I have. So the apostle Paul visits with him a little bit. And he tells him, hey, guys, this is okay. Listen, listen, listen. He's getting ready. All, all the Jews show up. And they're getting ready to take the apostle Paul. And one of them decides, let's put him in a basket and lower him over the walls so that nobody can harm him. Now, I want you to know right now, when, when the apostle Paul started out, he was a nobody. Look at your neighbor. Just look at him. Say hello, nobody. Nobody knew him. Nobody could trust him. He had a life filled with anger. He had a life filled with persecution. He had a life filled with hatred. He hated anybody that preached Jesus. And the same Jesus that he hated, it's the same Jesus that filled him plumb to the top. Sometimes we see people and we think, you know what? Uh, they say that they change, uh, but they got to prove to me. Come on. My God, I could preach about 30 minutes right there. You know what I got to tell them people who says that? Shut your mouth. Just, just, just. If McDonald's can cook you a hamburger in 35 seconds, I believe that God can save a man at a blink of an eye. Come on, somebody. I believe he can raise them up. I believe he can change their life. And I believe he can take the past away. And we need to shut up and get out of the way. We trust McDonald's, but we don't trust the eternal God. But you let us wait in McDonald's line too long. We want the corporate number, praise God. We want to call McDonald's over in Indiana when they're dealing with McDonald's in in Pittsburgh. What are they going to do? What are they going to do in Indiana for Pittsburgh? Call them up and threaten them? Hey, get that boy's hamburger done. But how about... How about when we get into an issue that we get a hold of him? He already made this thing. He already finished this thing. He already knows which way we're going. He knows what devil's coming left and what devil's coming right. What devil's coming in front and what devil's coming in the back. He knows what devil's lying in the bushes. I dare say some of you better get a Holy Ghost revival fire in you. I believe you ought to put a bandana around your head, put a knife in your teeth and hide in the bushes and be like Rambo every time the devil shows up to your house and tell him you are. Oh. 
You ain't getting my stuff no more. They put him in a basket, and the guy was lowering the basket, had no idea who was actually in his basket. There's people that comes in your life all the time that you have no idea who's in your basket. They come into your life at a pitiful place. At a pitiful time, they are messed up. They are broken. They can't do anything. Everything that they've ever touched can't be fixed. Matter of fact, they've been to counselor after counselor. They've been married two or three times. They can't hold a job down. Every time they start getting trusted, then they run off and, and, and they, 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 they do a back spin and they relapse. And everybody tells you if you've ever relapsed, it's worse than the first time. I understand that might be the truth, but I'm telling you right now that my God not only died for me but he rose up for me and can I tell somebody you show me a God that you're serving that'll die for you and then get back up for you and make a way from you I'll put my God to the side and I'll serve yours but there is not another God that can do what my God has done he is Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end I trust in him he is my Yahweh He's my provider. He makes a way. Down in that basket he goes. Can you imagine the conversation that went on behind that wall? Whew. I'm so glad he's out of here. He's trouble. <laughs> yeah, there really ain't no telling what he would really do. I heard he had anger issues. <laughs> I heard he'd go flying off that. Oh, he can be good when he wants to, but you can't trust somebody like that. Six foot one. Six foot one inches in that basket. That the next time any of them would see him again, he'd be four foot 11 inches tall. Stoop down. Been beaten three times. His back never healed up, so he couldn't straighten up. Chiropractors, they didn't have good chiropractors in those days. So many bones had been broken. Then when he would walk, he'd walk stooped over. He had to look at you like this. When they lowered him down in the basket, he was six foot one. The next time they would see him, he crawled from a cave in Arabia, and there he pinned over 14 years ago, whether in this body or out of the body. I was caught up to the third heaven, and when I wanted to die, God says I have in store for you. And there's been a Satan, a Satan has got a, a, a nymph assigned against me, and three times, there's a buffet in my flesh and I've, I've cried out three times for God to move it and God says my grace is sufficient even unto thee. And here we want to cry when our internet goes out. Oh, you let AT&T drop a signal on the uh, cell phone towers for about 30 minutes. 
Whew. Everyone of you looking at me, y'all ain't moving your head. You're like, can't get no call out, can't get on the, on the world wide web, can't, can't get on that demon book to see whose face I'm going to see. Can't get on Google, can't search nothing. Our lives is falling apart. It's just falling apart. And the one thing that is living, our living word that is sitting there inside of us, we put it to the side. And everything else that don't bring life, we pour our life into it. I dare say, sometimes we got to remember, I was the one in the basket. I was the one nobody believed in. I was the one everybody couldn't wait until they left. I saw you walking down the road three years ago and a person in my vehicle said there's a lost cause you know what I told him I said he was in my church with my microphone singing to my people the anointing of God was on his life and there's a reason why he was there there's a reason why he walked in that little old building in front of the post office there's a reason he came in there there's a reason I connected there's a reason God began to move I need to tell somebody don't you don't you let whoever's in your basket don't you let whoever's in your basket just walk away and you think it's just insignificant if you walked into a dope Addict's life, then I dare to say the purpose of God in your life is for you to restore them and don't judge them to walk out of their lives. But no, no, you are the unshakable shaker. They <laughs> just absolutely had no idea. Four foot 11 inches. A legal midget. I know what word's funny. Tanner tells, tells August all the time, said, you're a legal midget. She says, shut up. A dwarf in man's eyes but a giant in hell's eyes. A dwarf what man sees. But he's the only one in the Bible that when the seven sons of Sceva was cast out, he's the only one in the Bible that the devil said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. Jesus I know and Paul I know. Who are you? He goes through all of these. Listen to me. He's getting ready to go to Jerusalem. This would be the last time he would, he would walk into Jerusalem. The last time. And the Holy Ghost already showed him. And all of the prophets tell him, don't go. Listen to me, I'm talking to somebody. All the prophets tell him, don't go. All the church tells him, you can't do it. And he says to them, I go bound by the Holy Ghost. 
but they're going to wait on you to destroy you. He said, they may be, but I am ready to die yes, come on. for my Jesus. The unshakable shaker couldn't be shaken. God spoke to him. He couldn't be shaken. He'd been through hell and back. He couldn't be shaken. Some of you have been through some stuff and people don't even know how you made it, but you made it. You've been through some stuff in your life and they don't know how you survived it, but you're the unshakable shaker already and you don't even know it. Some of you have been to hell and back. Some of you understand it. Some of you have stood strong and stood tall. And the apostle Paul, he tells them, I go bound. None of these things move me. Pastor, on the computer, please. None of these things. None of these things. The flat tower on the way to church. Being fired from my job. Corona outbreak. A pandemic. None of these things move me. He says, because I'm already going bound. I've already been tied to the Holy Ghost. I'm not doing this in my flesh. I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I've been called to do it. I've been chose to do it. Some of you have to understand this. God has chosen you. You could have fallen apart and never made it, but God has chosen you. You could have lost your mind and never got it back, but God has chosen you. You could be one of those hundreds of thousands of people that are hooked on pain medication right now because some doctor prescribed you and says you have this disease that, 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 that nothing can get rid of it, and so we're going to give you this. And I know people who's been hooked for years. They've been hooked and because, because the doctor said they had a pain that they couldn't cure. I need to tell you that Jesus already cured it. Jesus already made a way. You could be one of those. And maybe some of you in this room, maybe you're fighting that addiction now. And you've learned to hide it. Some of you in this room, maybe you've lost stuff and you're angry and you've never gotten over your anger. You can cover it up real good, but you let something real small happen and you snap. Some of you have been through some tough times that now everybody else you can't trust to put in your life because of the men or the women who betrayed you before. And the enemy, all he's doing is distracting you. He's just distracting you. Somebody put you in a basket a long time ago and lowered over a wall. They wasn't even sure about your life, but they was led by the Holy Spirit. You've been through ups and downs. 
been through turmoil. You find your way in church on Sunday mornings. You're a broken mess. You fall down at the altar. You're begging God to do something that he's already done. But when you get up, you don't never find the strength to walk it out. And the church just becomes a big hospital. And you're just getting band-aids. Just getting the fix. Like an old dope addict that needs a fix. I'm talking to somebody in here. Church has become that to you. You just want to get a Jesus fix. You want the pain to go away for a couple of days so that you can get stuff right. But you never made a real decision to follow after him every step of the way. And you're a mess. You're a broken mess. A man can't do it for you. A woman can't do it for you. A new car won't do it. A new house won't do it. I, I dare say even another church won't do it. I'm going to tell you right now, you are that one. You've been in the basket and you've been lowered down. And at that time, that is the only time that you can ever remember that God has called you. But ever since then, the devil has distracted you. He's brought pain after pain. He's brought discouragement after discouragement. He's brought lie after lie. And before you know it, your life has become one big mess and now you come to church just to get over just a little bit so you can get through and now you have learned to adapt and now you come in and move out 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 but I'm talking to somebody in this room this morning God wants you to walk into the room and turn it all over to him he wants you to let your problems go he wants you to let everything go he wants you to he wants to remind you that he was a one holding the rope that was lowering it over the wall. And we're just praying that another revival will show up. But this revival will not be like the ones before. This will be a one-on-one -on -one movement, a revival of the hearts that people will get revived. They won't need a building or a preacher or a praise and worship band to get them moving. They'll be revived in their hearts. You gotta be the unshakable shaker. None of these things move me. None of these things. None of these things. Every head bow. No one looking around. Yeah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Come on, Pastor. Where I'll see the fullness of love. A child face to face with my God. Lost in your awesome wonder. While I wait, I will not be afraid. Jesus. My faith will remain all the same. Jesus. My hope in the things not yet seen are found in the greatest of My goodness. Somebody in this room. At the cross where the curtains were from my eyes. From the moment this service started until now. There's been a, an equivalent of a fire just running through you. God is talking to you. It's time. Today is the day. You can't go back anymore. You can't play footsie with the enemy underneath the table. Today's the day you make you make the move today. You become unshakable. Today, talking to some people, and here's what I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna count to three, and on the count of three, what I want you to do is respond. We'll get our prayer team up here. I want you to respond. This is this this is what I want you to respond to if this is you. Preacher, I've been hurt. I've been abused. I've been lied to. My mind has been under all kinds of strain because of stuff that's happened to me when I was younger and in my past. I've never been able to get over it. I've come to church. I've done all I could do, but I've never really changed. I've changed what people wanted me to change to, but the enemy has really shooken me up. Today, preacher, today I want to be unshakable. That my past cannot shake me. Another time. Preacher, today I want you to lay your hands on me. Today, preacher, I want you to pray for me that today would be the day that I'd become unshakable. 
all over this building. I don't care if you've been a life changer since I started. Maybe you just walked in the door. Maybe you're a first time visitor. I'm preaching this word. I need you to hear me. Today, today, I believe today God has given me the anointing to lay my hands on you and you become unshakable. On the count of three, make me a line right here. One, two, three, come on. Today's it. Listen, today's it. You know what it feels like to be in a basket? You know what it feels like to be an outcast and a misfit? Today is it. Today you become, listen to me, the anointing of God is in here today. Hear me right now. When they lay their hands on you in just a minute, the anointing of God is in this place. Today. You become unshakable.